welcome to the Lighten Up Podcast with Lauren Polly, your invitation for living on the lighter side of life. I am Lauren Polly, and I am delighted you have chosen to join me today for episode 237, Being Different at Work and in Life. Uh, Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics that is growing in popularity and I think just getting enough light shined on it. Hopefully it will expand, and that is neuroemotional divergency. Uh, Neurodivergency, of course, is hot topic in the the headlines of the media. There's a lot more TV depictions and positive depictions of people who have a diagnosis of autism, Asperger's, ADHD. Uh, It's allowing it to be more part of the conversation, the fact that people do function differently. And just because they function differently doesn't mean they can't function successfully as well. So it's a very exciting time for this kind of divergent conversation. I, of course, being a medical speech language pathologist, have been working with neurodivergency in many different ways over the, what has it been, 16, 17 years now of being in the profession. Uh, Those with acquired injuries, being able to rehabilitate people who've had strokes and brain injuries to be able to re-enter the workforce and society, uh, doing it a bit differently because their brain is different now, but nonetheless being successful in it. Uh, Same thing with these developed mental differences, being able to look at what the strengths are, how the environment needs to be bended and molded to be able to dance with those differences. Uh, there's a beautiful way to blend the typical culture, either corporate culture or society culture, with the atypical person and still have a way to create and generate great outcomes with them. You know, of course, this conversation kind of got my juices flowing. I was reading more and more about neurodivergency and looking at the media coverage of it. And I started to think about my own personal story and where I fit into this. Uh, Of course, professionally working as I have with the neurodivergent population, but looking back about how my emotional divergency has played such a huge role in my professional and personal life as well. Those of you who may be newer to the podcast, you may not know of my multi-award winning book, The Other Side of Bipolar. It is a chronicle of my journey of being emotionally divergent and what that looked like as I was creating and developing my life. Being diagnosed with bipolar when I was young, 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 and being able to navigate the world feeling things differently, sensing things that no one else did, and really being driven constantly towards deep, deep emotional connection, even when other people were not. It was out of balance, a very difficult, difficult thing to have, but in balance, in health, and myself being empowered with what I required to be successful, and being able to educate the people in my life, either at work or at home personally, with what I required has led to amazing, amazing results, and really surprising creations and productivity. Uh, I see the same thing with the neurodivergency as well. What I would love this episode to be is to be one of clarity. For those of you who may have already identified yourself as being neurodivergent or emotionally divergent, perhaps you have a label, 
Perhaps you have a diagnosis that you've been working with for a long time. Or perhaps you're one of the many, many people who are now self-identifying as being divergent. I think it is due to not only just the regular media coverage, it being out and about and talked about more, uh, both the neurodivergent conversation and just mental health being more of a topic, a hot topic that's out and about in the press, but also just the media depiction of late and the positive depiction where we are seeing actual characters on TV and in movies who have these diagnoses. And I think a lot of people, when they're not reading about the diagnosis, the characteristics, but they actually see somebody with it, they kind of go, oh, wait a second, I interact like that. I don't really get social niceties. I get super involved in my own world. I get really overstimulated sometimes that I have to kind of stim myself or take some isolation time. Or on the emotional side, you know, oh, I am somebody who's super empathetic and tends to dive into other people's stuff, not really knowing where I stop and the other person begins. And I kind of get sidetracked with that and taken off off where I was going to go. Uh, because we are seeing more depictions now, there are so many people who perhaps have been different their whole life, have felt different have felt like they don't fit, but have never been able to put a pin in it and go, oh, that's what that is. So this conversation as an invitation to clarity so that you can go, oh, you know, perhaps there is something that's a bit different about how I see, how I think, and how I feel. And that different doesn't equal wrong. Different just equals different. And in our ever-diversifying world and our rapidly changing world, there is every opportunity for you to be able to self-advocate for yourself. And someone, if you are listening, who's a little bit more up the ladder in the corporate world, HR director or a manager, how can you use this conversation to identify the differences in your staff and where you can also apply the same lessons as supporting those differences? It's so fascinating. The very first podcast that I did when my book came out a couple of years ago, that was something that the host said that just struck me. She said, you know, it's so funny because so often people think different equals wrong. We are expected to think certain ways. We are expected to have one stimulus come into our cognitive processing, our emotional processing, and we're supposed to have a varied Yes, there is some variation of a normal, quote-unquote, response to that. And when your response to someone saying hello or someone coming with a difficult conversation, and if your response isn't in line with that bandwidth of what's considered normal, you get sidelined very easy. You start to feel different equals wrong. And unfortunately, people have conscious bias. They have ways of being like, that person doesn't engage the way I'd expect. They make me a bit uncomfortable. I don't know what to expect when I engage with them. Therefore, I'm just not going to. 
You know, I see that time and time again, not just personally, but also professionally in the workplace with the corporate consulting that I do. People who function a bit differently are sidelined. And when you're making teams or giving promotions or looking to see who you want to buddy up with on a project, that conscious bias comes into play. Instead of having this as a forefront conversation, having this as, you know, I'm different this way, you're different that way, that's not a problem, that's not a wrongness, that's actually something we can use to create. So different doesn't equal wrong, and the self-identification or the medical identification, if you have been labeled, really and truly that is an information moment to gain clarity. And to perhaps have a sigh of relief of, okay, that may be something that's going on with me. And if it's that for you, that's amazing. If you've gone a little too far past that, oh good, I can see myself more clearly and have gone into the wrongness of the label. Or thinking that everything that's in the sequela, all those lists of symptoms of things that may be off with someone with that diagnosis, if you've gone into that thinking that they're going to be coming, even if you don't have them now, or thinking that they're going to be a forever issue that you can't be successful because, I'd like to challenge that perspective. I have seen it change in myself. I was not supposed to be able to succeed in a normal work environment, especially one that involved a lot of people. You know, here I am 17 years later, not already served, not only having served hundreds of thousands of people through very traumatic experiences, but have done so quite successfully. I've also been running the department for five years, so being able to rise to the level where I'm mentoring, teaching, and kind of managing things on a broader scale wasn't supposed to be a possibility because of my emotional divergency. But it's the thing I use to my greatest strength. It's what sets me apart. And people who have the neurodivergencies have that same possibility as well. People are seeking you out, especially the tech industry, startups, people who are very, very innovative, companies that are on the cutting edge, people and communities that are interested in differences as strengths, not as weakness, are seeking you out. So the ability at this point, not just to get clear, but also look at, hey, how can my difference be a strength, not a problem, is huge. And I'd like for you just to be able to take some space with that. What have you been judging as being too different to be okay? Where your difference was something that sets you apart, but sets you apart in a negative way. And just to have a little bit more clarity with that, there's actually research that shows, I think like 33 or 34% of people at work feel alienated. They feel like they're too different to belong in that culture. Now, not all those people have a diagnosis. Not all those people are atypical or divergent, but they still feel that their differences will set them apart in a negative way. And I say that just to give you some clarity that you're not alone. You're not alone in that. There are a lot of people who feel that way. And it's a fascinating culture that we have society-wise and corporate organizational-wise where people fear 
that their differences will set them apart in a way that will not be conducive to their individualism and to their success and their ability to rise in that company. Being able to challenge your personal perspective on that is the beginning step. And then further conversations about self-advocacy and corporate culture, society culture changing. That's something that's super exciting, but will take some more work. We will be just uh, kind of delving into that in further episodes as we move along here. And keep in mind that as you're getting clear, as you're discovering this, as you're going, okay, I'm different, but that doesn't equal wrong. And how can I use that in my current profession, my current relationships, and perhaps grow my profession and my professional life, start to look at why people need differences to begin with. Why do people seek that out? Why do people already seek out neurodivergence for the tech industry and startups? Well, because those people are interested in innovation and what better way than having people on staff who look at things differently, who think out of the box, who don't follow logic and they don't follow conditions, stimulus and responses because they are able to look and process things differently, they have more of an ability to take things in a forward-leaning direction. Someone who's emotionally divergent because they're drawn into deep, deep, deep connections with people, they are amazing at forming deeper relationships and also knowing emotively what drives people. So in terms of customer base, having more support, connecting deeper, um, and having deeper relationships or more of a culture of caring and being people focused, they're amazing at that and people seek them out. You have to have this for yourself. And I speak not just as a professional who has empowered and facilitated hundreds of thousands of people who thought they could not succeed because their brain worked differently, but also as myself and what I've done in my coaching business, working with emotional divergence like me, who thought the same thing because I felt things differently and sensed it differently. Or perhaps I was told, like I was, that I wouldn't succeed in those kind of people-focused environments, that there is actually a strength. And there are actually people who are seeking you out because of that strength. You need to know and get clear with yourself. You need to be able to identify this stuff so that you can empower yourself. And then being able to really have those challenging conversations with you that different doesn't equal wrong, different just equals different, regardless of who has made you wrong in the past. What do you need in terms of support? What do you need to self-advocate for in all of your environments? And how can you have more empowerment in knowing that you aren't alone, A lot of people feel their differences will set them apart, so there's no need to be shy about speaking up. A lot of people are in that boat. And also, there are many, many people who are seeking you out because of your difference. You've already been identified as having a strength. Where do we go from here to cultivate it and to put it to use? 
I'd like you to sit with that, explore, take some notes, jot it down, and see what actually can unfold for you. We will be having more conversations in the future, and of course, I'd love to hear from you what this episode unlocked and unleashed for you and where your curiosities are in moving this conversation forward. You can always reach out to me at lauren at laurenpolly.com. I hope to chat with you soon. Enjoy your week. And as always, I will chat with you next Tuesday.